Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season three, episode five of Off the Fairpole with myself, Terp17, Mr. Dire Maker, and Mr. Derek Dutch Oven Holland himself. Remember, don't be a dick, as his shirt says. But we are here today. We got a bunch to talk about because, of course, we didn't go last week because over the past 10 days or so, 11 days, maybe 12 days, over the past 12 days or so, every single member of this podcast. Keep in mind, we're all in different states, separated by thousands of miles, have been hit by some sort of illness truck in the past, like, two weeks. It's just been running through the podcast. That's just how it is. I got it yesterday. Eric got it, what, two weeks ago? Dyer had it last week. Yeah, Dyer had it last week. So, you know, it's just running through us. So... We, we weren't here last week. We apologize for that. So we got some stuff to talk about. Super Bowl happened. The uh, laughing stock that is the NBA All-Star Game happened. Because even, even the NBA pundits were not happy about this year's NBA All-Star Game. It sucked. It was so bad. It, even, even the biggest NBA shills were, were just shitting all over it. Just saying. Not great. Uh, we got some baseball news to talk about. We have some NCAA baseball news to talk about because there's some rules, new rule adjustments that came out. And let's just say, well, Dyer ain't happy about them. He is not happy about them. Oh, the NCAA rules. Is that yes. where we're, Okay. We can yeah. start with that. Yeah. Th- those, those are absolute horse shit. Um, I, I'm, I hate that you can't celebrate. Uh, the bat flip thing, I, I hate how people get bothered by that especially being a pitcher that's given up plenty of home runs. I never got mad. I don't care. The only, if anything, the one that would maybe upset me the most is the one that barely gets out that you think is gone, that you got super lucky. It got over the fence. Other than that, I can give two shits because I'm the one that made the bad pitch. I get to watch it go away. Just like if I strike you out, I could pull a Kenny powers and flip you off if I wanted to, or tell you to suck it. But I mean, it's just how I am, I, but I'm not going to get mad because you do a bat flip. So there's more than just that. So I, like there's, the rule gets, no, I know. there's, I, there's I, a bunch I, of rule changes. I want to get it because it's worse than what you're saying. That's the thing. Right. I heard that it's the bat flip into the opposing dugout. It's more like, than that. A, it's way more oh. than that. Because I actually pulled up the rules. I wanted to see. That was like these rules. And I found more. All so right, let's do it. they changed rule 5-2-D for Dick. Richard. Um, this rule is new rule is after a home run scoring play or end of a half inning teams shall not bring celebratory props onto the field of play so no more like home run chains on the field no more like you know pretending to go hunting on the field none of the fun stuff that the teams got a lot of credit for doing last year and the nca rolled out and was like oh let's celebrate these guys having fun can't do that anymore cannot do that anymore um it's intended to minimize the potential acts of unsportsmanlike conduct directed at the opposing teams or players on field of play. That's they're just like how many people? How many people are really upset about this? And how many of them are just trying to old farts? Don't want it in the game. I like that you did use old farts as your term. Thank you, thank you. Um, they are also bringing up the ghost runner to get in line with Major League Baseball. Um, starting in the 10th inning or the 8th inning of a 7-inning game with runner on second base. Um, but okay that's, that. that's that's only per conference. So if the conference doesn't have this rule, then in conference it doesn't happen. Um, and 
or if one con or it's like let's say maryland versus i don't know tennessee right and the sec has a rule the big 10 doesn't they have to agree prior to start of the game whether they follow that rule or not but it's more just to get in line with major league baseball so everyone's kind of gets used to it makes sense that one makes sense um so they are changing the rules of verbal abuse bench jockeying to be more inclusive of unsportsmanlike conduct such as props signs bat flips near or towards opponents what does that mean like what is near i'm I'm assuming it's one one towards the pitcher or at the catcher two it could be near the opposing dugout which sometimes you see him flip it up and it goes that way whatever um i could see that the signs that's you grow the fuck up like if you can't handle somebody holding a sign that says you suck or whatever coming from a dugout what kind of sign is it yeah, They're get like, the fuck out of here. Pussies. God. So here's dang my question. It, what if you're a right-handed batter, right? And your dugout is on the third base side. Their dugout's on the first base side. You pimp one. You bat flip leaving out the box. That naturally goes towards the first base dugout. Their dugout. Tell me some power hunger umpire is not gonna call that. When you're anything, anything remotely close or in that direction will get called. What are you supposed to do? Just tomahawk chuck your bat across the diamond towards your dugout? dugout? Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm doing. I'll turn, look at my fucking teammates, get them to jump up, throw my fucking bat over there, walk halfway down to first base, and just watch my fucking ball go over the fence, and then I'll run. What happens if you're just standing? Is there unsportsmanlike conduct now? What are you going to get a 15-yard penalty first down? I I, I don't know how I, I don't know what happens if you violate these rules. What is are you out? That would be the only thing I could think of. It's got to be an out. Which is a run not count if it's a home run? What is the end of an inning? Do you get two warnings and you're ejected or do you just get ejected? Is it just an ejection? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz like first of all, why are they upset about props? Because they spent all of last year propping up props, if everyone remembers. Yeah. I think it was Miami had the, Miami's had the turnover chain. They also had the home run chain or whatever it was. People and they liked had, it. Like, the bats. Or, yeah. Everybody loved liked it. it. Fans loved it. Yeah. Um, so wait, hold on. Let me add this then. Does that mean that, like, for instance, I know this from Texas A&M. We were talking about it today. Does that mean that the crowd's not allowed to chant ball two, ball three, ball four, this ball is, five? This is directly at the players. So I don't know if it like extends to fans or not because you can only do so much about the fans. Like, what do you, it's not like basketball where you can issue a bench foul for the fans, or like football where you can issue um, a similar or unsportsmanlike conduct penalty because of the fans. What do you do in baseball? Like, there's it's not. I mean, I got tossed. Well, I mean, I'm saying you got tossed, but like, are you gonna toss the student section? No, you can't. No, uh, they can toss actually people out of the stands. Well, they can. How are you going to student section out? How are you clearing out Texas A&M? You clear the toss whole thing. The whole crowd. Yeah. How? <laughs> you <laughs> literally say all of you gone. I don't know exactly who was the first, the culprit, whatever. But everybody. Right. Out. I mean, I mean that's how you do it. But like the more question is how? Like how? How? Like you can't facilitate that. Mm. And then it becomes a black and white of well, what if it wasn't what they said? Like it, it's just I understand the. It depends how they enforce this rule, in my opinion. 
if we're talking about some of the ridiculous things that we've seen, there was a case where, like, I think it was two years ago, where, where a batter half flipped and double double birded the other team. Like, I get that. You want to get that out of the game? Fine. Understood. Um, derogatory comments. I get that. Sign with inappropriate language. Whatever. Get that. You know, throwing a bat at somebody or whatever. I get that. Like a like a direct, but like. But if Why? you look at every time a pimped home run or any of that stuff has happened, when have they ever thrown it at somebody? Right. That's what I'm saying. Maybe once or twice. Once or twice, maybe you've seen a bat flip intentionally go towards somebody. But it's not yeah. common. It's not yeah. like, yeah. Like, Tyre, you play, you play Division One. Um, you, How would you feel about these rules being implemented when you were at Ohio State? Granted, the Big Ten is not the craziest of, ba- of baseball conferences. Well, it's getting there now, but it wasn't when you played, obviously. It was still kind of growing. But, like, how would you kind of handle like, Like, what are you doing? You have to golf clap when you're dugout now? Yeah, I guess it kind of makes it to where you you almost just can't bat flip anymore. Because for the simple reasons we just talked about, if you're going to first base and the visitor's dugout is on the first base side, like the clip that we saw, the that, that didn't he didn't throw it to dugout he tossed it straight up in the air but just because the dugout was on the same side of the field as he was then i guess it technically went towards their dugout so it just it completely kind of outlaws it from the game and what about if you get a double and you start screaming like if you're not angled at your dugout does that become a problem or do you think you're on the third at the third basement Right, you can't, but you can't do any of that stuff though you can't have any celebrations guys can't come out of the dugout yeah, that's a, that's that's the other part of the rule is no more celebrations outside the dugout. So if your buddy comes out to like, you know, chest bump you outside the dugout, I'm gonna back off. No, no, can't yeah, do that. Can't, can't get, do that. Get out. Get out of here. What if like, you just walked it off? And people come out of the know. dugout. I mean, technically, Are the you game's out over. And the game continues. I think technically the game's over at that point. Excuse Don't me. You still way. have to touch the plate. Yeah, I mean you. you yeah, have but to. I wonder. But at what point are you out then? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I think it's just all stupid. This is we're we're becoming fucking soft. Like I said, it's I, uh, embarrassing. Yeah. Think about it. As professional athlete, we would do things, and what do the college or kids do? They try to mimic us. So if they see us celebrating, of course they want to fucking celebrate. They're going to do the same thing. You're teaching kids in college people can't have fun. Don't do that. Don't show any emotion. Taking the excitement out of the game. It's an exciting play, and you you can't show that emotion now. Nope. Like, I'm wondering if a pitcher, if he strikes out, can he fist bump on his way out? Big moment. Terps, you're facing Dyer. You punch him out to end the inning. In a big inning. Who's it, who's it directed towards? You. You're pumped up. You just no, struck I know, out but it, but, in a big moment. Right, but am I, can I, am I fist pumping towards Dyer? No. <laughs> Have I ever fist pumped no, towards no. whoever? But that's what these rules are saying. Right. Yeah, I see it, the point you're making. Like, the rules are saying, like, the rules are saying you cannot do any action that is towards the op- an opponent or towards Hurry up and dugout. turn around towards center field and fucking fist pump right yeah. there. Just, that way it, my it, back it, is to you and you can't say shit. That's even more insulting. Turning your back on me? Wow. You know what? Well, Throw yeah. him out. Throw him out. Mean, 
as funny as it is, you know, yeah, absolutely right. Like yeah, you yeah. should ding yourself for that because it's true. That is 100% how it could be. And you know that. Well, he turned his back on me. That's, that's bullshit. He's showing me up. No, he can't face you. Terps can't face you and fist pump. So he has to turn around and fist pump. And now you're offended by that. You're never going to win if we keep pushing like this. No. And, and like, well, I'll be curious to see about what happens in tournament play. What happens when like, it's really like, like Omaha. You made it to Omaha. Like that's where we saw some of the craziest celebrations well, last year. You're few not going to get to. It, it, well, I promise what was you. The, what was the pitcher? Um, uh, Louisville. Louisville. They were yeah. saying fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't going to see that. You ain't doing that anymore. He gone. Or there was a kid. I think it was a kid from Tennessee last year or the year before, who had like the had like a Tim Anderson style bat flip on like a crucial home run. That's gone. Like I mean, big moments, dude. It, it's. Yeah, man, that's so dumb. So we're ruining the games, all the games. You can even say this about even in like NFL, for instance, you can't taunt. We saw taunting penalties. Like what the fuck? You got a first down, you're flexing. Fuck yeah, dude. That's a, that's a great moment. And you get a flag for that. Now we're going to do this in college sports. It's one thing if you do like a step over or like you, you like push a dude back down. Like that's different. But what you're talking about is just, you get a sack and you flex. Yeah. And then they were calling that. That Like, that's ridiculous. But you can't, like, we, it's stupid that you can't celebrate. These are big, these moments that happen, it's not like they just do this when, like, we're up 12 to nothing in, you know, the seventh inning and we just fucking hit a bomb. Like, they're not out, they, they're not going to pimp the shit out of it and show up that team then, because I know college coaches will not allow that. Maybe in the in the major leagues, yeah, but college, no chance. I think the thing too is again, what happens in those crucial games? What happens in those big games? What happens at what happens at the big time schools? The schools that have the big crowds, and now these are people being egged on by the crowd. You know what happens? Furthermore, what if you're the away team, Dyer? What if you're Ohio State? Right, you went down to play Texas A and M, and you're and, and you know they were winning, and you tie the game up in the sixth, and you silence that crowd. And you pimped one. What are you doing, Dyer? Pimping the shit out of it. You're talking you about, wait. I'm yeah. the dick out. You're the batter. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're Ohio <laughs> I'm State. Going, going ham on it. Of course. You're turning around to that crowd. You're shushing that crowd. Oh, fuck yeah. Pulling you're, my dick out and going nine. like this. Yeah. All day. Yeah. Like, like, and they don't want that in the game. And it's just like. Don't be surprised. This is where I was going to put this. Don't be surprised now if you hit a homer and they have a time clock on you. You have to break 30 seconds to get around the bases. That's coming to MLB. Watch. That'll come to Major League Baseball. <laughs> Speed up with, the game. Well, with what's going on with... You might not even have to run the bases here soon. They might just say, fuck it, you're done. Just go back in. Yeah. Um, a few of the other rules are thrown, which makes sense. Um, they're bringing in the pitch clock, again, just to kind of get yeah. in line with Again, we no one likes the rule, but it makes sense for college to do that if that's what the pros are doing. Just gets. The I mean, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. that part that makes just, sense, yeah. but the rule itself does not make sense. But yes, although, although, did you lie. see? Did you see? I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, Max Scherzer was throwing live VP to Francisco Lindor, and the Mets had to put a big clock up right behind home plate so the pitcher could get used to what fifteen seconds was. And Max got the ball, and he stood there, and he waited to pitch until the fourteenth second. And they got to 13 seconds, and Lindor yelled time and stepped out. And Scherzer goes, you get one of those. 
You only get one. Get back in. And so I'll be curious to see how some of these more experienced pitchers are able to kind of play mind games and also where those clocks are situated. Because, you can't because I'm pretty sure you have to be in motion by the by when the clock expires. by like yeah he you can throw from what they were saying what they were explaining from the tweet because people are asking that you can as long as your motion starts prior to that 15 seconds being up is what they were told mm-hmm. so if you if you can start your motion inside that 14 second or 13 second and get really good at that you could play some mind games if you're experienced or just yeah quick thinking um what they changed some other cool things and not cool things but i mean some of them were cool i guess um and here they brought back the 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 four slide rule they just had injuries and makes sense Um, i'm actually i'm actually surprised they didn't have this um the runner must slide in the direct line between his position and the base so basically the longer you can't go arm arm length or you can only go arm length um no it's they say direct line not always in a direct line between the two uh not always in a direct line between the two bases it's from him to the base so so you can only go it's a direct line from you to the base not in between the bases if that makes sense i don't like that um the only reason why i don't like it is when you're sliding to second guys try to hit the corner of the bags yeah to help them you know get to the bag maybe it's sooner or whatever Uh, i'm i mean i get it but I'd be okay if we didn't have it. I'm okay if we have it. Um, I want to know where some of these issues came came from. A pitcher shall be issued one warning when they go to the mouth and neglect to wipe before touching the ball or engaging the pitcher's plate. Subsequent violations. Well, not in college. Subsequent violations will result in a ball. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I, like, if I ever licked, I'd always have to make sure I touch my pants. Yeah, I right. That was always a rule. But yeah. I'm just surprised that they're just adding this now to college. I mean, there's ways, of, like, I'm not going to lie, I, there's multiple times that I've licked my hands and act like I touch my pants and keep my hand yeah. wet so I can grip the ball. But that's, um, no, yeah. They, they reinforce their bulk rule. Um, it, it, a lot of the stuff is catching up. They've added video replay rules because a lot of these... Um, Big time schools don't have video replay or have the ability to do video replay. Um, their their pitch clock is 20 seconds, however, um, as opposed to 15. That's fine. It should be. Yeah. They should have they should have more time than uh to get used to it. Yeah. Um, and they're not requiring the clocks till 2024. You have to have a you have to have a countdown clock visible by 2024. Duh. That makes sense. Uh, other than that, I mean, the rules are just kind of clean up, clean up rules. I hate like the pickoff rules. The pickoff or step off rule yeah. is absolutely atrocious. Um, for those that don't know, I know obviously the guys in here do, but the, those that don't, it's two step offs are allowed per batter, and that's with a runner on. So if a runner is on, you can only do two step offs with the batter that's at the plate. Third time you step off, if you are make an attempt to pick somebody off. You have to get them out. Otherwise, it's an automatic balk. Um, and if there's nobody on after two step-offs, it is an automatic ball. So, stupid. Yeah, yeah. dumb. Yeah, I don't like that. That's stupid. 
Uh, here's an interesting one. You can't I, control the running game. Sorry, I don't mean cut you no, off there, good, first, but it's it's so frustrating as a left-handed pitcher. My job when I get a runner at first base is control that running game so that I can create a double play. And the way to do that is pickoffs, picking off, keeping the guys' leads nice and short. Yes, I granted. Yeah, I'll mix up my times with high leg kick, low leg kick, you know, middle leg kick, whatever. I'm mixing everything up, but. If we have a regulation on pickoffs, all you're doing is giving the runner the advantage, which therefore is not creating any speed of the game. If anything, you're creating more action, otherwise known as stolen bases. You're still having to deal with the pace of play, which isn't going to change. That's why this is this all is not going to do much. Yeah. Um, the other rule that's actually kind of interesting that I just upon or I'm just skimming through this as you were as you were talking um is they're not changing the size of their bases they're keeping them at 15 inches however aren't they already are they bigger than no they're they're well they're now smaller oh but okay. what they're doing now at non-institutionally owned facilities so let's say you like last year when they played at Rangers ballpark um you those facilities are allowed to use 18 inch square bases so they're basically just making a rule to say, well, if you go to play at a major league ballpark, they don't have to change anything. AKA, we don't have to bring our own bases. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically yeah, what makes, it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. It's just interesting. <laughs> it's just an interesting, like, like, kind of catch up rule with them. I guess the thing that, that frustrates me a little bit with these rules, r- rules, with these rules, is college sports for me has always been the emotional game. Doesn't matter what sport it is. College sports has always been the emotional one in terms of how the players are, how the fans are for the most part, um, for most sports and things like that. For the most part, it, it just because you get, there's so much more variety in terms of competition level and there's so much more intense rivalries that happen on the whole in college that I feel like a lot of these rules trying to take away from that, A, are going to fail. And B, are just going to take away from what the essence of what college sports have been uh like for example when the ncaa tried to crack down on student student interaction or student fans fans and student fans interactions at basketball games and tried to uh they're pushing all these be nice don't say don't say fuck you whatever it was like don't say like cursing will not be tolerated okay um you go tell the twelve thousand drunk students that they can't say you suck. Try, try, just go try. Let me know how that works for you. It's like telling tell a kid you, you suck. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like telling a kid the pan's hot. Don't touch it. They're gonna touch it. And, and, and it's, it's like part of the cool part about college is when you is when you hear the student sections. You you see you see the guys at Cameron Indoor go to going to do a, a pass going to do a, a pass, and you see the fan base just all reaching out for them. You know, when 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 you hear you know the Michigan versus Ohio chants at those games. When you hear like the all of that going on, when you when you hear the craziness at you know some of these football schools, some of these baseball schools, like that's what makes college college. Mm-hmm. You don't get that atmosphere at an MLB game. Mm-mm. You don't get that atmosphere at at a at an NBA game. You don't get that atmosphere at a, at a NFL game, unless you're in Philly. But point being is like that's what made college college, and they're trying to like coddle this down and make this more friendly or whatever. And I'm just like, it's, you're, you're literally taking away the heart of what college sports are. 
which is to me sad. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. I mean, don't be surprised when they try to eliminate everything and it's not about having fun anymore or competing. It's about making sure everybody's happy. There, there is no winners. There's no losers. Or sorry, there, yeah, we're all winners. People aren't going to come. If you make it to where it's not more fun to go to the game than it is to sit and watch it on your couch, people just sit and watch it on the couch. People aren't above that. I mean, there were games in college that, you know, at Ohio State where I was like, eh, this isn't going to be that great of a game. It's not, you know, it's not going to be as crazy of a crowd because it's, you know, Western Michigan or something like that. So, you know, I, I'm not going to try and get tickets to this. If I had tickets, I'd sell them or something like that. And I'd sit at home and watch, have more fun with my boys, you know? Yeah. But like, when you make every game like that, and that's, or is that's what a lot of places are trying to do. It's just, First of all, you can't control. The only way you control the drunk college is you, is you don't let them in. And it's straight up what you do is you don't let them in. But that's never going to happen. And at some of those diehard schools, it's not always the college students acting like college students. Passionate fan bases are passionate fan bases. Like you're going to get those chants from the 50-year-old, the 80-year-old, the 70-year-old, the 10-year-old, 20-year-old. Like, stop trying to, and and I think the thing too that a lot of people who make these rules don't realize is, Derek, when you, when you would tell an opposing player or someone for the most part, you know, sit down or you'd fist pump or you whatever you'd celebrate. I'm gonna guess that 99 percent of that time it was nothing personal with that player. Correct. It was sure there may have been one percent one time two times where it was personal, but most of the time. It wasn't, you weren't going at that player as a person. You're going at that player as an entity, as a, I struck you out, but I don't, it's not against you. Like, I don't care about you, Bob. It's just competition. All it is. You're not trying to insult them. Yeah, I mean, them personally. I didn't really ever, it's not like I was trying to ever show anybody up. Right. Say that. I mean, it's. That's most people. I mean, the only thing that. I think would drive some of the players that I was playing against it would, and it works was when I was talking to them while they're in the box or over at first base, they'd all be confused. Like, what is he, is he talking to me? And then they'd tell my first base, like, what's wrong with him? Why is he talking to me? And <laughs> they would, they would go along with it. But yeah, I mean, but, the NCAA, but nobody, nobody right. like yelled at me or anything. But the NCAA is, is having this weird, I think they're kind of misinterpreting the bat flip at somebody as being a direct insult to that person as opposed to it just being a huh, I beat you kind of thing. It's simply an expression of emotion. Yeah. That's all it is. It's not well, they're, that, they're, they're making it more than it is and them doing this is what makes it it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy in that way. Yeah. But it's just it's gonna get worse. It's what's gonna no happen. Fun. It's the fun police. It's a bunch of old farts who don't who want the game to be civil and the way it was, huh? But like the game it's then be some seriously old people because remember MLB put out the whole thing and Snag put this out there. Let the kids play. Yeah, and then, then find Tim Anderson the next week. 
yeah i know but that's it's all just dumb like that's what i'm saying you you either do it or you don't we can't have say one thing and then do the complete opposite and to me if we're trying to bring out the best of everything in all the games then you need to let it go you cannot sit here and let that shit bother you like it's unbelievable i i i mean i hate it and the thing that the thing that's crazy is the best games are the ones that are self-policed the ones where you know okay you can do this action but this is going to happen you know you you hit my batter i'm gonna hit you i'm gonna hit your batter and and there's always yes the rules had to be changed about throwing people's heads and obviously that makes sense right that, that we are in agreement with yeah. rules had to be changed about going about going spikes up things like that like stuff like that had to be changed for obvious reasons correct but there are some things like self-policing i feel like they could just kind of let keep happening and instead of players testing boundaries and trying to see what they can get away with or being too scared to really do what they want to do or celebrate the way they want to celebrate it just creates this weird vacuum of blah like boringness but it's we need the excitement we need the emotion these guys want you, Derek, to strike someone out in the ninth inning of the World Series. Take your hat off, bow to the crowd, and walk to the dugout. Nope, that's probably too that's, much. Too. Well, no, maybe. Yeah. Shouldn't have took your hat oh, off. That's true. You, you shouldn't have taken your hat off. You're right. Shouldn't have bowed. Shouldn't because have bowed. last yeah. time I did that, I got accused of being racist. So no, well, that's whatever. true. That's true. Yeah. Even though I spoke Japanese and everything else, but it's fine. But, like, that's what they want you to do. They want you to hit a home run. They want you to gently set your bat down. They want you to trot at a reasonably brisk pace around the bases. Step on home plate and pick your bat up and briskly trot back to the dugout and sit down with your teammates. That's what they want you to do. Shit's boring. Nobody wants to see that. Except for these old misers making this, these rules. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm out. I'm done with that. It's yeah. it's so dumb what we're trying to do. We are not <laughs> playing the game. Which brings us into the other topic that was brought up too, which is the whole tiger situation. Which first of all was hilarious. And they both found it hilarious. But Derek, you want to talk a little bit about that one? What is it? He slipped him a tampon. Oh yeah, it's shit. Man pawn. Why? Why is that? How is that offensive? Like, what? What is it that's so bad about it? Like, it's just them being funny to each other. And what sucks is your own actions with friends. Like, if I sat here and we were all playing against each other and we started dogging each other, it's like we can't do that anymore because somebody, somebody that could be watching, one person might not like it. Whereas, like, I've talked to females about it, and they're like, that's funny as hell. They, there's not, I didn't have one single female that I know that's a friend that I've talked to that, about this and actually say, oh, yeah, I was offended. None of them didn't care. They're like, yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. And it's like, yeah. It and is the thing funny. was, too, he did it in, he also did it in such a subdued way. Like, it was very clear, like, a very, he was trying to keep it low profile, trying to keep it a joke. He wasn't like, you know, throwing tampons on him saying, stop being a pussy. Like, it, it, he was literally just 
yeah palming palming in his hand shaking his hand and being like <laughs> like it, it, it was it was that kind of thing it, you know it, it, and it's like it's a joke do you know how many other things they probably do oh yeah that the camera hasn't caught thank god oh yeah that's offensive fuck we gotta re- i guarantee there and the thing that sucked is tiger should not even apologize i get it he doesn't have the cleanest slate in the world because of whatever has happened in the past i don't care it's not about that but right now him playing the game of golf keeping things loose being that guy like having fun with people his young group you know he's that he's the veteran guy that everybody looks up to like damn that's fucking tiger woods and all of a sudden he can go home and be like yeah dude he slipped me a tampon because he outdrove me like that's funny everybody in their right mind to okay you know what i shouldn't even say it that way I would almost go off to say 99% of the people that saw that that actually are into golf or pay attention to golf thought that was funny. Or one nobody handed him. That too. But that 1% that doesn't watch golf, that doesn't know anything about what's going on with that, is what was offended. It's, I guarantee whoever was offended was, was somebody that didn't even watch or doesn't watch golf. And it's, it's the same thing, like to some extent, with the DeMar Hamlin thing at the Super Bowl. Where he wore a stylish coat that... Oh, the, the Jesus yeah, thing. the Jesus coat. He wore a stylish coat, and, you know, again, I don't want to speak out against religion. People are allowed to believe whatever they want to believe, support whatever they want to support, have faith in whatever God and whatever strength they want to be at. But people are going after him saying, you shouldn't have worn that coat because you need to be thanking God for having saved you. And as a, as a how Christian, do you know he wasn't? I was going to say, as a Christian, I'm not offended by that. I don't... It's that's his fashion stuff that's his style does nothing to me people were going after him I know, I how it, was... it was insane and 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 what was funny to me was i didn't say this but i was like so i'm like <laughs> i saw a bunch of threads and i clicked on the profiles of people who were saying it and they were the same ones who are pushing the demar hamlin clone thing and i'm like so is he are you mad at the clone for wearing that or are you saying that it's demar hamlin and he's alive and he's not a clone because you're mad that he's wearing Jesus jacket because Jesus say, I'm really confused about your viewpoint here. You got to pick one. You got to stick with you. one. You can't, you can't, you can't say he's a clone, but then also be mad at him for not being, I'm so confused. Pick one. Stick it, stick with a timeline here. <laughs> like, but it, it, and it was check. It was like people legit, like, not just like, you know, Bob and Jim and, Karen going after him. It was like Karen was definitely in there. Karen was definitely going after him. <laughs> definitely, Karen. but it was it you're, was pundits. Definitely, it was pundits. It was former athletes. It was some talking heads were going after him, and I was like, "He's wearing a jacket he likes." Can yeah. we celebrate the fact that he's walking around wearing a jacket? Like First as a, a Christian myself, like I I wasn't like you said, Derek. I wasn't offended either. And not only that, like if you were as devout as you as some of these folks say they are wouldn't you wouldn't you celebrate the fact that he's bringing jesus into the public eye mm-hmm. well, why can't we look at it like that because just because he wore this jacket he's not committing some horrible act of blasphemy it's a it's a jacket <laughs> it's not like there were pentagrams and upside down crosses on it which and even like, if there were exactly I like mean. it's a fashion like it's he likes that jacket like 
hell if we were going against you know that we could we could cancel half of the rap albums all the metal albums of course like half of the stuff from the 90s with the emo covers like just don't be surprised you might see that so you might have given a lot of ideas to the the cancel culture well they already tried to cancel like guns and roses and that just didn't just didn't go you can't cancel them well they've already canceled baseball teams and football teams well the team still exists they just canceled the name well cancel them there's no you you don't buy cleveland indians merchandise do you that's true that's true i do but i mean you can but it's not (laughs) not anything new yeah yeah, not anything recent Canceled. It's it's can't cancel it. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl, let's talk about it for because we because we missed it because um, we weren't here, so it's be a little behind. Sorry, guys. First of all, crazy game, crazy game, great game. What are y'all's thoughts on? I know Dyer, you saw it after the fact, um, but we'll start with you, and then we'll go to me, and then we'll let Derek view as an athlete. What are your, y'all's thoughts on that call? That was a holding. By the letter of the law, it was a holding. Um, and it was admitted to be a holding by both parties, both players. So it wasn't a phantom call. It, it was a holding. But what are y'all's thoughts on that and when that was called and everything like that? And Dyer, we'll start with you. I am a firm believer that if it is a, if it's a foul at the beginning of the game, it is a foul at the end of the game. It doesn't matter what the situation is. I, I hate that shit. You see it in basketball all the time where a guy goes up for a layup and gets absolutely fucking wally bonked and they swallow the whistle because you can't have a foul at the end of the game to to decide it. Does that mean it's just the fucking Wild West in the last minute of a game? You can do whatever you want. That's not how the game is supposed to be played either. So, you know, I thought, quite frankly, I watched it. It was, it there wasn't a lot there. But there was enough there, I thought, and I didn't necessarily disagree with the call. It's one of those where you could have seen it both ways. If they didn't call it, you're like, eh, you could have called it there. They did call it, you kind of say, eh, you might not have called it there, but there was enough there for it to make sense. I didn't hate it. I I think for me, what annoyed me, correct, it's borderline, and and I think that's what annoys me the most about it is there are a bunch of those borderline plays throughout the game and i thought the refs did a very good job for the most part in the game just keeping the flags in the pocket for the super bowl just letting that kind of stuff happen because that happens not calling it we didn't see that called for most of the game there were some other ones that were i think more egregious that weren't called throughout the game whatever that happened for me what was annoying is that they didn't call it all game and then on that particular play they chose to call chose to call that so kind of in the same frame of what you were saying, Dyer, for me, like, if they had been calling that holding all game and then called it there, that makes sense to me. But when you keep the flags in your pocket all game, the entire game, and then on an extremely tic-tac foul where Juju doesn't even try to sell it, he just keeps going, and basically end the game at that point. To me, that's one where that flag should probably stay in the pocket because it's you haven't been calling it all game and it should stay that way in my opinion uh obviously how it ended is how it ended the chiefs ended up winning but derek as an athlete what are your, what's your take there well i want to throw this out to um there was zero holding calls the entire game that was one of the facts that was provided uh for that until that point until that point so for me before i get to the whole athlete side of it should not have been called 
If you are not going to call, as you guys had stated already, then you do not call at the end of the, let that be a deciding factor. The reason that it really upset me too is, yeah, it, it became the deciding factor. It was automatic. They got that now. Whereas it would have been fourth down, if I'm not mistaken, he would have been kicking a field goal, Butker was, and he'd already missed a field goal from that far out to begin with. And so for me, that is the thing that's very upsetting is that changes the game because the Eagles played outstanding. They showed a lot. Jalen Hurts showed a lot. Look, I get it. I got to cover the Cowboys and I don't care too much for the Eagles, but I have to be honest. Jalen Hurts balled out. He he took all the hate, the critics, everything, telling him he sucked and he's not worthy of this. He shut everybody up. I'm I was guilty of it too. I, before the season or during the season, I didn't think he was going to be this good. He shut everybody up, and I love that. Call though ruins it to me. Um, I mean, I'm happy. Congratulations, Pat Mahomes. He is a friend, so I'm happy for him that they got that. Very cool to see. As an athlete, I am very upset. As if I'm that guy. Yes, I get it. I have to be honest and say, yeah, I did. I got. It. I I did hold him. You know, I I didn't think it was that big of a call, uh, or I didn't think it should have been called. Is what I thought I could get said. away with it. Yeah, and which is true. I mean, yeah, I would have thought I got away with it. You know, they haven't called any holding all day long, and now all of a sudden we're going to call it. I would have called that out too. I would have talked about that. It just sucks. That's the the turning point of the game, really. That's where it ends there. Because it was such a great game to begin with. Well, so so are we saying this then? Just because they missed calls earlier in the game, they should they should I don't you know, think they missed because them. they see this one. I don't think they okay, missed then it, them. Then it didn't happen? What? No, no, no. I, I I think that I think that they how do I gotta word this right? I think that it was more along the lines of letting the two teams duke it out and let them play because that's kind of how the calls were going. They weren't calling right. anything. They weren't, and, and obviously they were calling the egregious, like the false stuff, whatever it was, like obvious stuff they were calling. Right. But even then, there wasn't much called. They were letting the guy, and it wasn't an overly clean game either. There was both times where fans were yelling for holding or pass interference. It wasn't being called, and it wasn't egregious. It wasn't anything crazy, but they kept the flags in their pocket and let the two best teams in the NFL duke it out to mm -hmm. see who would win the game. And the level of fouls that they let go, in my opinion, prior to this one, in some cases were more egregious than this one. Yeah. I'm with you. I get what you're saying, Dyer, but like, if you're not going to call shit all game, and then you're going to call that, after seeing some of the big missed calls that were earlier in the game, and this is the call you want to make at this time, that's not right. Apparently didn't follow the script then. I mean, if, if, <laughs> if you're, if you're going to say that, I mean, my, my next question would be, well, why, why didn't we call those? If we didn't miss them and we're saying swallow the flags, why didn't we swallow the flags all game long? Which uh, lends credence to these, these conspiracy theories. Well, they swallowed the flags up until the last minute and 25 seconds. But that's that's kind of my point. That's the inverse of my point. The script like, it, again. If if you're gonna, if it's if it's not at the beginning of the game, then it's not at the end of the game. Correct. Yeah. And I I just felt. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's. What I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. I, you know, it. It was a penalty. 
It was 100 percent a penalty. But I, I think from, I just find it odd that you swallow the flags all game, and then happen to call it there. Like that, that to me is it. It's just why. Like yeah, you made the right call. Like I can't. Not like, you, not like you made up a, a penalty or a phantom call or anything. Like you made the right call. But why did you throw the flag there? when you guys didn't throw it at all for the rest of the game on much less I'm egregious. With you, I'm with yeah. you. Like, I, I think see it, your point there for sure. Like, I, that's the, that, that's what gets me. And that's kind of what annoys me there is it was a great game. And then to kind of have this, well, hurts Jalen hurts and the Eagles didn't get a chance. They didn't get a chance to try to march on the field afterwards because of a, and of course, the Chiefs fans are going, well, it was an actual penalty. They're right. And Eagles fans are going, they didn't call it all game. They're right. So it's like, you know? Yeah. Don't be a Richard. Don't be a Richard. They're putting that in there. I love that. Uh, well, what are your guys' thoughts on the game? Obviously, Derek, you you kind of said, gave yours with how the Eagles played and Chiefs played out of their mind. I mean, I- I had the Eagles, you know, that was you the did. one thing I think you guys both took the Chiefs, if I'm not yep. mistaken. And uh, I mean, it was it was a great game like it. It really could have been either way. I mean, I, I'm perfectly fine with even losing because they do. They did everything they possibly could. That was that's one of those like if that was the Browns. Yeah, it would suck that we lost the Super Bowl. But man, they they fucking did everything they could. Chiefs were just a better team that day. Dyer, what do you think? 100%. Wildly entertaining game. Ton of offense. Um, you know, people, some people I've seen poo-pooing the fact that there was no defense played, especially, but that's kind of the evolution of the game. Um, it just is what it is. And I don't mind it so much. It was a fun game to watch. It, you know, it was competitive. It was exciting. Came down to the wire. What more do you want in a Super Bowl? Was there no defense or were things just schemed well for the Super Bowl? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the other like, thing, too. You know, we're talking about, you know, Pat Mahomes, who could end up being, obviously still early in his career, but could end up being one of the all-timers. And Jalen Hurts, who hasn't been in the league that long, but he's playing fantastic football at this point, opening best, a lot of eyes, surprising a lot of people. Best O-line in the country in front of him. But kind of an interesting team too. Like they don't have anybody that's really a standout player. It's everybody does their job and everybody does their job well and, and they score a lot of points because of that. That's how you that's how you maintain success though. Sure. Is by ha- is is you can you can win by having enough superstars or you could win by just having one superstar and a bunch of really, really goods. Like, how many other teams is Miles Sanders starting for? Sanders? Sanders. You know? I mean, Their he, running backs aren't, he would you know. Start, he would start somewhere, but yes, I get your point. Yeah, but you know what a, I'm saying. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a solid number two on another yeah. squad. Sure. But he's a, he could be a solid number one, too, with a lot of teams. Yeah, depending on the team. It helps having that offensive line, though, too. 100%. Extremely balanced team. Mm-hmm. There's very little weakness, if any, from top to bottom on that team. Put down. But I guess the other thing we got to talk about is the other overshadowing factor of, of the game, 
which was the state of the condition of the field. Yeah, a lot of people slipping. Atrocious. They're slipping, not flipping. Well, they were. They may have been flipping. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the I, Eagles. I, the Eagles went and changed their spikes. The Chiefs did not. Um, they spent eight hundred thousand dollars and two years of labor on this grass. Is it slightly ironic how big of a deal they made about the guy that that was like the groundskeeper or whatever? The sod father. For, yeah, you for every somebody. For, for every uh, for every Super Bowl since like the third one or some shit. Like this is the last one. It's like, well, I guess the fucker just mailed it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did true. you did you see that? Um, so Oklahoma State was the university that housed the the growing and helped with the growing of the of this of this grass. And before the game, they issued a big story about how um, it was their university turf grass that was being used and they are so excited and then after the game they issued a press conference saying that while the grass was grown at oklahoma state oklahoma state had very little to do with the actual selection of the grass that went into the grass <laughs> i was like that's that's kind of funny yes you can get, give yourself a ding please it kind of just had that built-in excuse from the beginning yeah. like all right if it sucks this is what we're gonna say <laughs> I, what was funny is I saw I saw a description of this of this grass because I was interested just you know how bad is this grass and apparently one of the strands of grass that they used for it like the top layer so it had like a short layer of grass and I'm not I, I don't know sod but um, there's like a short there's like a base layer and then the taller layer of grass apparently the taller layer layer of grass um, which was uh, rye grass. Uh, on top, it was Bermuda on the bottom layer, and then they seeded the top layer with ryegrass. And one of the traits of this particular ryegrass, which is the green, um, which is the bright green, is that ryegrass, when it gets wet, gets very slick. Whereas Bermuda grass does not. And my question is, why did you, did they think that it wouldn't be slick because it was in... The desert? That's my guess. But they're going to water the shit out of that field, and then they're going to spray it it's down with water so there's no pyrotechnics issues. It's constantly being moved in and out of a stadium, too. It's yeah. not just sitting out in direct sunlight. It gets also into an enclosed area. Correct. So I'm confused as to how that grass selection... And my my bigger confusion with this with this whole thing and, and maybe one of you guys can have a different idea here, but my big confusion with this, you spend millions of dollars making sure the world series goes off without a hitch, making sure the Stanley cup has no issues, making sure the super bowl has no issues. The NBA finals has no, issues. you spend millions and millions and millions of dollars making sure that there are no oddities that could happen that would affect the actual game itself. So why are you using a grass that no one's ever used before? Maybe it's it the grass pretty. of the future. But why well, would you it. test it on the Super Bowl? Like, that would be like, you know, Derek, you're going to go play the World Series, and they tear up all the sod and put down brand new sod that you guys hadn't played on all year. 
in the outfield and said, this is what we're using for the World Series. Good luck. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be happy about that. It, it just makes no sense whatsoever. And then on top of that, Bermuda grass is tried and tested. Was it Kentucky blue? Is that the other one? Is the other one that's like, those are the two like famous, like sod, like turf, but like, those are the two that are known to be your most well-known grass fields. Everyone uses them. Everyone uses them because they work. They're tried and tested. Why not just you want it to be perfect? Just yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I, I but I don't know anything about the grass. Me neither. Me neither. It's just... and I, I do. I'm I'm with you. Like, why are we trying brand new shit for an important? The most important game of game. the year. With the most amount of money riding on it. Yeah. Like, although Dyer, one of the, you, you, uh, you know how you said there wasn't a lot of defense being played? Yeah. Did you see the video of the D lineman trying to get footing on the grass? I didn't, but I'm There's sure it was There's a video ridiculous. where they're trying to launch into the O-line. And you just see their feet just getting swept out from under them by the grass. Like they weren't, <laughs> none of them were able to get purchase. Huh. That's so damn frustrating as a lineman too. But the O-line, because they don't need to do that as much, were able to kind of do what they wanted. So I wonder if that may have led to some of the craziness that we saw. But we also saw Mahomes and Hurts both go to roll out and just be shot by a sniper. And not over at first. Fox tried to paint it, literally paint it by saying people were slipping on the on the paint because they overpainted the field. Yes, they did. And then, like the next play, was Patrick in the Mahomes open. was in the wide open and just. You are, I do remember that actually. That's pretty good. <laughs> I was like, timing is great for because you know some execs in the ear saying like, it's because of the paint, because of the paint. Say 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 it's because of the paint. And then. Everyone just slip and slide all over the place. Whoops, a daisy. The daisy is right. Jeez, my God, I just I don't understand it. I, I... the NBA All Star Game was a shambles. Um, mm. It was just bad. Did you guys watch it? I watched the dunk contest. Uh, cool. I did watch some of the um, some of the the. All-Star game just because I wanted to watch. I love watching Luka. I wanted to watch Kyrie. Uh, just because, you know, I got to cover the Mavericks. So I'm kind of just paying attention to that. And I was kind of watching some of the XFL too, which was... Yeah. Yeah. I like some of the rules that they have, but... You know. <laughs> but yeah, All-Star game was... It is. It's, it's just a joke. It's atrocious. It's almost as bad as a Pro Bowl. It's funny. Everybody shits on the MLB All-Star game. It's by far the best All-Star game out of the three major sports mm. hockey's a major sport I, they don't they've stopped trying but they as play, hard yeah but they do the three on three which yeah. i like at least there's that but i i mean yeah i can't argue any of that dyer's 100 percent right that baseball's all-star game is by far the best and i think the the big scare, I would say, with basketball is there, you know, nobody wants to get hurt, which, granted, it's not like anybody's trying to do that in baseball either. Um, but they still care. They want to, you know, you're representing your team, doing your thing. 
Uh, this was brought up. Me and Mike Bassick were talking about this, and it's something we're going to end up talking about again on the fan. Uh, but what if we did USA All-Stars against the World All-Stars? Because the World All-Stars, that's like Luca, Joker, all those guys, they are going to want to win because that's representing the country. That's going to turn it up a notch. Granted, yes, they're not going to play a full game, but they're going to get the minutes split up because I'm sure you can. There's There was five guys that right now that were playing in the All-Star game started for both teams. You take five guys that were on both sides. That would have been your world team starters. And then I don't know if there was any guys on the bench or reserves, but that that was you do that. I think that changes everything. And on top of that, this whole picking your teams bullshit. I mean, I get it. That's cool. Whatever. Um, but picking the reserves first. So somebody's feelings don't get hurt. Get the fuck out of here. Another fucking stupid thing. Soft. I'm being a Richard right now, but you that's are. a bunch of pussies. <laughs> Thank you. You know who actually does the best tire and we can't credit them yet because they're, they're not there yet, and we don't, we don't know if they ever will be there yet. But do you guys know how Major League Soccer does their All-Star game now? No. Okay. So they do skills competition. They do all that, too, just because. Why not? Um, and for the longest time, they did. So 96, 96, like when they first started, uh, it was MLS East versus MLS West. Um, 98, they did MLS USA versus MLS World, basically what you were just talking about, but just in Major League Soccer, which is kind of cool because there is a lot of pride there. They went back to the East versus West thing for a while. Um, and in 2005, they came up with a genius idea. So Just televise the Premier League? They bring in teams. So, for example, I'll just read down the list of teams that they have played versus the MLS All-Stars up until, um, up until 2019. Fulham, Chelsea, Celtic, West Ham, Everton, Manchester United, Manchester United, Chelsea, Roba, Bayern Munich, the Hotspurs, Arsenal, Real Madrid, Juventus, Atletico Madrid. So they're bringing in, A, you're going to get a crowd because it's fucking Real Madrid. It's Juventus. It's, it's huge, huge, huge names. So what would you do in baseball then? Are we going to no, take can't. on? You can't do that. But I just think it's really cool that this is how MLS does it because there is the one that you can do that in. And it, MLS has won quite a few times, and they've also been blown out a few times because on one hand, they are trying but not trying. So, like, the Premier League teams and all those guys are using it as, a, as like, a warm-up game. So they're not at full strength yet. The MLS All-Stars are midseason, and, of course, the All-Stars, a lot of these guys are either working their way up to play at the Premier League level or at Serie A or at La Liga or feel like they've been shunted or looked over by that by those organizations. And so you're going to use it as like a, I'm going to fucking beat you to show you what you missed out on. And then the last two years, what they've done, which is really cool, is they did MLS All-Stars versus the La Liga, versus the Liga Mexico All-Stars. So we got Mexico usa canada and that one was heated that was a heated game you can't do that with any other league but the fact that like this is what they do i think is really cool and really really unique because it you do get excitement you get actual games out of it and it's not just like half-ass passing the ball around kind of thing 
I don't yeah. know how you do that with the other leagues because most of the other leagues, we are the number one league in the world for baseball. Mm-hmm. We're the number one league in the world for hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, we're the number one league in the world for American football, obviously. We're the number one number. league in the world for basketball. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to do that. Although you could do in baseball USA versus world. Like they do for the, um, uh, whatchamacallit? Futures game? Futures game. Yeah, but that one's, that's going to be an interesting one there. Uh, agreed. I think what would be cool to see is your World Series winner, if, you, if we did end up shortening the season, get your World Series winner and you take on the Japanese World Series. World Series. World Series Series. You know what I mean? Like have a yeah, world like series, a, like series. a championship, like a like a championship uh, circuit. Yeah, like what they and do like, in um, South America. Like how South America has the uh, it just ended the uh, well, what's it called? Um, the all winter their league? club teams. Yeah, the winter uh, league. Yeah, where all the winners for each club team from each country all play each other. Those games get yeah. heated too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pride there. Now, granted, we well, do do looks- the World Baseball Classic, so that's definitely good because that gives everybody the their chance to represent their country. So I, I do like that. I kind of wish it was like later in the season where guys are actually fresh because now you're, you know, guys had to start up sooner and get built up quicker and you're not letting guys go the true distance. Like, you know, Darvish, for instance, playing with Japan, he's not going to be able to go seven or nine innings. Like he's going to be five innings pitch count the first, probably his first time out. And then, Granted, he'll probably get to build up each time out. He'll be able to go five to six to seven, but you're not going to see, you know, right out the gate where I would rather see that. Sorry, what do you think about how the MLS All-Stars and kind of like what Derek's talking about with baseball and that kind of thing? Uh, I think it sounds cool. It's a cool little wrinkle. I don't think I don't think MLB needs to do anything like that. No, I think I agree. It uh, it makes sense the way Major League Baseball does it with it being the best out there. But everybody knows that the the MLS is not the best league out there, um, and that's for obvious reasons too. You know, soccer is not is not a major sport here in the United States, although it is growing. They give credit where credits due. Um, so it's it's kind of cool to see how the best MLS players stack up against uh, you know a quality international team. I like it. You know, I don't think it's bad. It brings fans in too. Oh yeah, of course. Because you're gonna get fans who just want to go see Real Madrid. Because out at the time, like when Real Madrid was there, you know the stars were still there on that team, the big names. Like you're gonna want to go to that game, not just for the MLS All Star game, but you want to go see. Those your soccer heroes that you don't get to see otherwise. You don't get the chance to see play otherwise. And I think that's that's a cool thing. Well, like even as a casual fan, you know, or not even a casual fan, just a kind of a conscientious observer like myself. You know, I don't really, I don't really pay much attention to the MLS. I really don't pay attention to um, soccer in general until the World Cup rolls around. Um, but if somebody if somebody was like, hey, you got, you know, I've got an extra ticket for this uh, MLS All-Star game. And if it was just, you know, the normal the normal setup for an All-Star game, East versus West, you know, whatever it is, I, I wouldn't really bend over backwards and try and take off a of work or something to go to this game. But the setup that it has now, 
I might do that. You know, I might be like, hey, this is kind of cool. Let's check it out. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And that's how you create fans. You get people through the door and you, you consume the product one time and enjoy it. And now you've got a fan for life. So it, it makes sense to me. I think it's, uh, it's a good thing for the sport as a whole. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I will be going to the first week of the World Baseball Classic down in Miami. Um, so that'll be really cool. Wow. I'll, be, I'll, be down there seeing, I'll be down there seeing the group of death. So we already have tickets secured for all the Venezuela games, obviously, because we're going with my friend's update, Ernie. And then also um, Dominican versus Puerto Rico. So it's going, we got the group of death games down there. But I'll, I'll be, and it's in Miami. So you know that crowd's going to be insane there. It'll be the only time that stadium's ever full. But it'll, it, <laughs> tickets are, are through the roof. We got them early, too. I know, and they're we, going. We snagged them. We snagged them. You you did good. Yeah, but what Thanks. we paid for them? Yeah, what we no, what we paid for them? Because <laughs> let, let let me tell you about snagging tickets for under two hundred dollars for the World Baseball Classic for Venezuela versus Dominican Republic. Like I can't dispute your woo. No, Dyer, do you want to dispute it? No, I give it to you. I'm sitting over here like. Angry Miz girl, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure I want to give yeah, you that yeah, chance. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to set up for that, by the way. It was a natural well, occurrence. But no, yeah, that's yeah, 100% yeah, a yeah. good. But, but yeah, it'll be, a lot of, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm super excited. We'll get some content while I'm, while I'm down there, obviously, going with another buddy who does a lot of content for Major League Baseball and for the Mets. So that'll be really cool as well. Um, and also, you get to see the stars. There'll be a bunch of guys are playing this year for all the teams. It's always a try-hard event. No one wants to lose. It's a big, big thing. So, but I'll also be curious to see, Derek, you're right, because how are these guys going to be week one? Like the first round of it. How are their the ramp-up starting? Everything like that. How are the pitchers going to be? Are you still going to get the pitcher advantage, or are these hitters going to be a little more warmed up because they know they're in the World Baseball Classic? So it's a... I mean, you played in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, it's... I mean, it was intense, but... When you played against Dominican, Puerto Rico, or Venezuela... It was loud. It was good. It was playoff atmosphere. So it's yeah, it's good. That that's why you're you're gonna have a blast. You're gonna enjoy this. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And Miami in March. Not too shabby either. Also, the same yeah. week as spring break. Mm. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> um, there should be a lot of woos going on. Yeah, just. <laughs> three wise men all around oh god i'm not doing that oh no <laughs> oh no I, you know how expensive a three wise men would be at a stadium can we talk about oh, that god you know how expensive a three wise men would be at a stadium you go to one of them stadium bars you're paying like 40 you're paying probably like 60 bucks for that shot fuck that like and all it's gonna do is make you throw up I don't mind three wise men. You know, Gnome right now is like, no, absolutely. <laughs> you. Yeah, that's, he, was, but he was not about that. He was not happy. He was not happy. I'm convinced he got a bad one, but I think so too. He, he's not a happy camper. You got somebody who didn't know that didn't know how to make it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's, that's what happened. And he's, he's just not happy about it. Uh, let's transition back to basketball. We should have talked about this then. Um, have you seen the resurfacing comments about staying on the court? 
What do you mean? Um, let me pull up the exact quote. Staying on the court? Mm-hmm. In basketball? Yep. Not, uh, not sitting out. Oh, oh, Edwards. Yes. Yes, I love that. I love that out of him. I, I want to go buy his jersey because of that. Because uh, um, it's true. He says that there's people that are probably at this game. This might be the only game they can go to because it's the, it's the only game they can afford. You should be out there, which is a fact. I mean, not everybody can go and, and buy NBA tickets and go to a game, especially if they're, they want to see their favorite player, which I see this in baseball too, which it's I get it. But the baseball players, they every team or every guys that or every group of guys that have been around, they're out there as much as they possibly can. They they are only taken out if they really can't play. Um, and yeah, it does. It sucks. You go to you know, there's a lot of people that want to go see LeBron James play, and they'll go you know to Dallas. Tickets aren't going to be cheap, but it's their favorite player, so they're going to try to get a good seat, which is going to cost a good amount of money. Then you spend that money. And then all of a sudden you get to the healthy game scratch. and you're not playing healthy scratch. That does suck. And it's, it's crazy as I'm trying, and I would love to look at the stats on this. And I, if I had thought about this, I would, probably would have done it before the show. See a guy like Michael Jordan, for instance, how many games did he miss in his career? That would be a big one to know. And then it's like, how many games has LeBron missed? And they talk about durability and all that stuff with him. I know that people try to say he's the greatest. He's definitely not the greatest. He achieved it's I mean, you could say this about Brady too. He achieved everything in double the time that it took for Jordan, for instance, uh, or Hakeem Olajuwon, or not Hakeem Olajuwon, uh Kareem Abdul Jabbar, like, you know, all these records and stuff, it's you're not breaking them by playing longer. I feel like if you're gonna break these records, you gotta try to do it as quick as he did. Like Nolan Ryan's strikeouts is never going to get broken unless if somebody plays for 50 years. Like sarcastically, right. but you know what I mean? Like it just, it, I don't, maybe it's just cause I'm also against LeBron. He's a great player. I'm not, I'm definitely not saying he's not, but I don't think he's the greatest of all time. He's a ridiculous player. Hundred percent. Um, he 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 is totally different eras, though. That's the thing. That's the key. Well, no it's matter also, what, it's also really hard to to to, to you know judge He's, in terms of errors. But I agree, it's completely different era. And it's the same way of saying like you know Babe Ruth's not one of the greatest hitters of all time because he played back then. Well, no, he right. is. He, he is. is because he did what he did at a time when he could do it. Right, and that's and, and that's what I'm saying. LeBron is the greatest of all time in this era. And there's nothing I wrong with saying he, that. Yeah, I don't think he's the greatest of all time. I don't even know if you can name a greatest of all time. I would also say it's, it's probably Kareem. But even that's hard to say, because would he, would he have been he able to play? He played when there wasn't even a three-point line. Right, but I'm there, saying like, but what if there was now? Like, how does this he game adjust? More points. He might have got gotten points. less. But, but just but based off how the game's... You know, that's you, can't the hard say he would get, you can't say he would get less because not if you're scheming on a three point. Yeah, most yeah, teams he, don't use a big man like they did back then, though. And that's why I'm saying he. You got to think he did this with just two points. He didn't do three. Right, but what I'm saying is, would his scheme have? Well, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Right. But would his scheme have changed playing now? If he was on the Mavs right now, don't oh, you think he's like playing differently? Style. Yeah, correct. Same body, same everything. Could he do the same thing if you just picked him up and said, you're now on the Dallas Mavericks right now? 
or on the I, Lakers I, or on the whoever, Golden State, whoever, pick a team. Doesn't matter. I definitely think so, just because now, granted, I don't know how rough it was back then, but, you know, watching Jordan's era, it was very rough. If you drove into the, the lane, you were jumping off of two feet. You very rarely did but the then, one foot. But, but then how fast would you be in foul trouble? Well, that's the thing. Nothing was really a foul back then. Right, they were right. beating that's, the shit out of each other. Agreed. That's to go with the Kareem thing. That's why I'm saying they're so soft now that, like, I think he would be just fine. Personally. I'm not disagreeing. I think it'd be. A, I think it would be a phenomenal player. But that's. I'm just playing devil's advocate to the right. Phrase and of I all think, time is I, how it's very hard to say. Like, okay, I plucked you from. Your era here. You're now starting tonight for the Dallas Mavericks in modern rules with modern scheming, modern basketball, modern glass, modern hoop. He's going to adjust. Uh, That's the thing. Um, I'd also say, like, even I think LeBron would, he would still be very good. Um, I don't know how much it would change. That's what would help him. Yeah, that's the big advantage. That's a huge human being coming through. Um, I don't know if he'd have played as long. Yeah, that's, get that's more beat up. His, his yeah. body would be more beat up. There would be a lot more traveling calls. But again, would he be able to adjust though? Like that's a question though. Like yes. his yes. his basketball IQ is so good that yes, right, he would one hundred percent. I think so. So I think that's that's why for me it's hard to say who's the greatest of all time because it's again it's like it's. I think you said it best. Question, oh no, though. agreed. But that's why I think you said it best. LeBron is the best in the current era. Yeah, and he is on the Mount Rushmore of basketball. He is. He is. It's yeah. Back to the matter. Um, I mean, if you're all-time points leader, yeah, you you kind of yeah. deserve that. Dyer, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? I think you can't really say. It's really hard to make that comparison between LeBron and Jordan. They're two very different players. Jordan was a pure scorer. LeBron is not necessarily that. Um, you know, he looks to pass a little bit more than Jordan did. So, you know, there's that piece to consider. Um, whether or not, you know, again, Kareem teams, you know, if Kareem played today, he wouldn't have scored as many points. He just wouldn't have because like you said, with the three point line, people are taking more shots from the outside. People don't go inside with the ball on a post entry as much as they would have, you know, uh, every team had a big guy back then that was, you know, the offense kind of ran through. Um, most teams don't anymore. So it, it was a different time. But again, you can't say that he's not one of the greatest of all time because of that, because that's how the game was played when he played it. So, you know, taking players from one era and putting him into another one, it's, it's, it's not that simple to make that. Yeah, no, it's just fun to have that conversation. 100%. I agree. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I, I mean, I feel like if we had, like, Mickey Mantle, that's one of my favorite players of all time, if he was playing... I think he he would still be pretty good. I think he would do fairly well. But pitching is a little bit different than back then. We also have a lot more. We have guys throwing harder now than we did just 10 years ago or when my first year was up. So yeah. The game just constantly evolves in that, that aspect. I think, okay, so to answer your other question um, about injury playing and now granted lebron has had a little bit more of a severe injury bug than jordan has jordan really only had one year with a broken ankle where he was out for an extended period of time lebron's had a few more issues now and then so it's but the numbers are still the numbers so i'll just read them obviously lebron has now played 
from 04 to, to now. Um, so we're talking how many seasons is that now? What, he's coming up on his 20th? Something like that? He's in yes. the league how long? Uh, no, I, th- I think he came up a year or two before I did. He was, no, he was in Cleveland in 03. He was? Yeah. Yeah. He got drafted out of high school. Uh, drafted out oh, of high that's school. right. Yeah, that's they right. could do that. They could do that then. Uh, what was his years of service? I don't know. I should know this off the top of my head. 19 years. So he's 19 years of service. Um, and of course, Jordan, Jordan, uh, Jordan had the what, 13, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15, 15 years. So there's a, a little bit of a difference there. Let, let's, let's start with the, let's start with Jordan just to give you guys a baseline. Obviously the one year we're going to exclude there, the two years we're excluding are the 94, 95 season. Um, he only played 17 games was hurt. And then of course all the other stuff. And then the 85, 86 season broke his ankle, only played 18 games. So that long-term injury happens. But I'll just read off his other games. The 84, 85, 82 games played. 86, 87, 82. 87, 88, 82. 88, 89, 81. 89, 90, 82. 90, 91, 82. 91, 92, 80. 92, 93, 78. Uh, 95, 96, 82. 96, 97, 82. 97, 98, 82. 01, 02, 60. 02, 03, 82. Um, those are his numbers right there. So obviously there were some years where he didn't play 82 or whatever. That expected. Expected. I mean, fuck, yeah, it but, wasn't missing by much. i say there were a lot of years he did. <laughs> yeah. LeBron James. So I'll just go down the list. I'm not going to say for a year because he hasn't missed a... 04 through, and of course, we're going to exclude. Uh, no, they weren't really shut down because of, of COVID, were they? No, they were. Mm-hmm. They uh, were for no. a little bit, weren't they? They were for maybe a tiny bit. I don't think yeah. they didn't they really the miss too thing. many games. Yeah, they yeah, had the bubble. The season was about over at that point, too. But either way, shut down. yeah. So uh, I'll just go down the list. So 79, 80, 79, 78, 75, 81. So up until 09, he was playing as much as a professional athlete these days with modern medicine. He would be considered an iron an Ironman. You're playing it almost every game. You're only okay. sitting out, what, three, four games at that point? That's whatever. 76, 79. So even up to 2011, but then uh, 2062, 76, 77, 69, 76, 74. He played all 82 in 2018. So good for him. 55 in 2019. 67 in 20, 45 and 21, 56 and 22, and 45 so far in 23. A lot of games missed. No, granted, some of those were legit injuries, and this is not listed in here. And I don't know LeBron off the top of my head to be able to tell you what year he was oh, no, I know. actually injured or not. But, the but point... I mean, do you see how many times you named 82 with Jordan? Yeah. And how many times you named 82 with LeBron? I would say an acceptable number. What would you say would be an acceptable number modern day in basketball? 78. Modern, 78 games would be modern standard for an Ironman? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for uh, modern, like, I'm sorry, Ironman is every well, game. So okay. 82. But, but for a resilient a, player, someone who's going to play through. A non-Ironman? Yeah, but uh, not like a 78 games. Sorry, what are yeah, you saying? Yeah. yeah it's well, I would, I would say this. I mean, to not to get away from the Ironman piece of it, but 
I mean, this kind of brings up a different topic as, you know, we said he gets the scoring title because he played more seasons, but he also played fewer games in those seasons. So how many games, let's look at apples to apples. How many games total did he play against, against, you know, Jordan? So, Jordan? Um, he played one, LeBron played one thousand currently 1,411 games is how many games he's played. He started in 1,410 of them. So, but so that's, We'll go with 1,411. Uh, Jordan has played uh, 1,072 games. What okay, was LeBron's? Pretty significant. Uh, 1,411. And what was Jordan's? 1,072. What, approximately 350 more games? Yeah, so you're talking... Four or five years? Four seasons. of Well, yeah. uh, Jordan's pace, four seasons. Less than four seasons for that. Um, but it's also, the other question you could ask yourself is, could Jordan have played longer if he didn't play all 82 games? Uh, Jordan's a weird case because he did other things, and there was a whole gambling issue. There are other things with him. But I, I, I think the point being made, though, is that there are a lot of times where off off days are necessary. You need off days. I get it. That's 100% a fact. But that's why you look at Cal Ripken's record. That is Iron Man. That's never getting broken. Bill no, Kessel. it will not. Bill Kessel in the NHL. Bill Kessel's another. Yes, that's a great and that's one. a very hard league Iron Man in. Because those guys will play through literally anything. Yeah, I mean, it is a very hard league, but... You can't tell me baseball's not either. It's oh no 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 two no. games. Oh no no, I'm saying like in terms of like the injury sustained in hockey, like the actual. Oh yeah yeah yeah. No yeah, no, yeah, no I know that's, that. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. Not, it's definitely yeah, more yeah, yeah. high impact. You're right. I'm that's, just saying. That's what I'm getting can't. at. Yeah yeah. No, I'm not saying it's more difficult than baseball. I'm saying like the the chance of high of high the chance of extreme injury in hockey is higher than that in baseball than that of baseball. That's mm-hmm. just fact. You're physically trying to kill each other, but. That's why I think it both in both those situations, you're never going to see it from Ripkins ever again, just because of modern sports medicine. Not going to happen. Trainers aren't going to let that happen. No, it's just not in hockey. Same thing. Trainers aren't going to let people do it. Maybe a goalie, maybe. But even then you're pushing it. Because goalies need off days too. Not a strain they put on there. Yeah, no, I was just reading in here. Um, I, this isn't a, it matches up with this very well. Talking about like records, I guess is what it would may- be meant to be. Is DiMaggio with the fifty-six consecutive consecutive uh, hitting streak that or consecutive games of hits? Um, that's going to be tough to break. But I will say, and I I'm guilty of this, but I was not out for weeks. I just missed one start. If I got a blister, it is tough because you have to pop it, and if it's a blood blister, then it's even worse. That's the harder one. So for me, what I did, and I don't care if people knows this, but uh, for me, I would pee on my finger. Now, clearly, I wash my hands and that's everything. That's a common too. thing, though. That's, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And that's, yeah. that was to keep me, like, I've already started peeing on my middle finger. You can't really, you, you can't even tell, but it's, it's a hard spot right in the middle of my finger because of how the seams tear up my fingers. So, I yeah. mean, that's, but that... Yeah, it does suck. Pitchers can't be used anyway for streaks because the pitcher would never get a long enough streak. I mean, you got to 
you'd have to make every single start. That would be the only, I mean, and you're playing once every five days, so you can't compete with streaks. And that's without weirdness happening. That's without rain delays, cancellations, postponements. And for Big Dog Gaming, because he's asking, what does P do? Well, the P hardens it. It gives it a callus over your finger. So it's like a hard, just a hard piece of skin there. So it can't let it, uh, I guess you can't blister over it. That's why a lot of guys yeah. that don't use batting gloves, they pee on their hands too. Gives them think, right, it makes them rough. I think the tough part too is some people will say, and no one's saying in this chapter, I've seen the argument when people have made the hold on. The, can, yeah, go. can you give Dyer a, a thumbs down? Because I heard him starting to make the oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to, and I cut it off so he didn't get it. I got him. Um, I've seen this argument, and not in this chat, but I've seen this argument made before about how. People will point to MLB players, specifically pitchers, people paying money, wanting to pitchers on their supposed start days, not throwing or whatever, or not not pitching. And I get that. Like, that, that is, in some cases, a valid argument. But I think one of the things with baseball that's so unique with specifically baseball is how fluid things can be, especially with modern scheduling and also matchups. Now, it could be very... You know, we've seen it happen. I'm going to use you as an example here, Derek, just making one up. But maybe you're more, do if you're on a statistically advanced team and you're willing to pitch whenever or able to pitch whenever, you might be statistically better to start against a specific team and it's within your window. And they might mm -hmm. say, Derek, we're going to throw you Sunday against the Rays. That happened quite, that happened yeah. quite a bit. Like they would do that. Like uh, I know the Giants would do that with Bumgarner. Um, it was like, all right, well, you, we, we could be facing. New York, the Yankees, and we had literally the Diamondbacks coming after. So it's like they'd be like, "No, we need you for the Diamondbacks game. This is in our division." We, uh, I forgot to turn my alerts off. Well, the Yankees do the the Yankees and Mets do the same thing in the Subway Series. Yeah, We've but I, multiple Subway Series where they haven't pitched Cole and at a time Degrom or Harvey because the Mets are playing the Braves the next series after that. And right. the Yankees are playing the Red Sox the next series after that. And the yeah, crosstown rivalry is important, but it doesn't mean anything in terms yeah, of standings. No, yeah, that that's the the big thing is they, they would do stuff like that because it's like we need these wins against the in the division wins. Yeah. yeah. How do you fix and I'll start with Dyer here first, because how how do you fix the the NBA scratch issue because there have been multiple times where teams have marketed and Derek's talked about this with Dallas teams have marketed LeBron coming to town or Steph Curry coming to town or come see you know Kevin Durant play blah 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 blah, blah. you market these big guys and then those guys end up being a healthy scratch we're ignoring an injury or whatever obviously injury is an injury or family matters family. we're ignoring that like a healthy scratch choosing not to play Dyer, how do you fix that? How do you try to enforce that? Do you give anything back to the fans because of the promotion? Like, like what, what do you do in that situation? How do we fix that? Uh, I mean, can you? I, I, I feel like that's kind of on the team that's trying to promote based on a different team. You know, you're, you're promoting smart, on the visiting team. It, it is until something like this happens, and then you, you sit there with your dick in your hand. I mean, you can't force people to play. If you say you need a break, 
you need a break. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, what do you do? It, 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 this sounds like a union issue to me. Maybe the league can go to the union and try and figure out some way to, to stop that from happening, but the league, the union's never going to go for that, right? So what? I don't think they're that not, there's an they're answer. They're not going to care because it's they're going to be like, look, that's not that's not our fault. That's on the player that he maybe he needs that day, whatever. No, you're never going to win that case. I agree. I don't I don't think that there's a there's there's not a way that this gets solved. I don't think it's kind of the culture right now. It's the way that the players are in the game and um until the culture shifts it's just going to be the way it is how do you shift that culture though derek from an athlete perspective how, how do you because obviously you know once a culture is established in athletic in athletics it's very difficult to kind of it takes a long time to kind of shift the culture back how do you establish that especially with like modern sports medicine and how you know up not uptight but how much more monitoring they have now and everything like that. I mean, you gotta be respectful of the athlete to begin with, who, whatever, Correct. you know, where they're coming from and what they're used to. You try to get them acclimated to that and combine it with what we're doing. Um, but it's still, it's not, I mean, at the end of the day, like these are things you can't, you can't truly dictate. Uh, you can't force it on an athlete. Like they sign the contract to play for you, whatever. But if they say they need a day or whatever the case may be, like you have to give that to them. If that's the case, like you have to acknowledge that and be like, okay, that's, this is what he wants. We have to abide by that. But yeah, I, I'm, I don't know how you fix any of that stuff. You can't really change it. You can't force somebody to go play if they need a day, if they're begging for that day, it sucks as a, you know, as a potential possible coach here soon or whatever, like I have to respect what that player wants. Cause he knows his body better than I do. I can sit here and say, oh, you're perfectly fine, but he still feels something. That's not, I can't do anything about that. I can't force the hand on that. So in trying to adapt to how their culture is, I will say, you know, when Japanese players come over here, a pitcher wise, I'll use Darvish, for example, you know, over there, they're pitching once every six days. Here you're pitching once every five and you're throwing bullpens and all that stuff in between. They also didn't have to stay for games. I remember Darvish was like, wanting to leave on, uh, I forget what, after opening day, it was, you know, whatever, the next day, the second game of the season, and he didn't think he had to stay for the game. He didn't understand. It's different. So there's there's a lot of things you've got to try to do to help these athletes when they come from different countries, places, wherever, to make them feel at home. But it's, they have to adjust to the way that the game of baseball is played here. So it's, it's a tough thing to sit here and how can I make this right for him or them? Yeah. And I, it's, it's, I think the, the big issue with this is with the, with the healthy scratches is that it's common. It's most common among the big stars. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the, I think that's the issue that a lot of, you know what it is too, that I could probably mm -hmm. say with this is all right, Terps, you just got up to the big leagues. Um, Dyer's been up in the league for, 12 years um but you you really you're playing for something not saying he's not either but it's like you the way i would see it is like you're you're a little more hungry to be out there on that field like you you want them to take the ball away from you to where you can't play whereas dyer could be like yeah i've been playing forever i i just need a day my spot's or, safe yeah but you're i would say that's the big thing is you're hungry 
Dyer, not so much. Well, don't you think, too, it's kind of a perk? It's like in, you know, I, I've said this before, and it's not, again, not the same thing, but it's like other jobs. You know, you get perks for your your seniority or with a squad for a certain amount of time or for being particularly good at your job, you get a little bit of a longer leash for certain things. So it's the same thing here. If, you know, of course the stars are going to get, call it what you will, preferential treatment um, because quite frankly, they mean more to the team than the, you know, the sixth man. Yeah, I want to put this out there too because it was said in here, and this is this would never fly. It's not going to go anywhere. But what if you put in their contract any game you miss, you miss X amount of money? Would that change anything? I don't know the answer. Just asking, like after a certain amount of misses, it's almost like sick days for every job. No, this would never. No contract would ever get signed. The problem with, with that. that is, how can you prove that? Derek is just a healthy scratch. Derek's guys come out and say, no, he has a impingement on his right heel. Yep. And, and because of that, he can't play. Even though it's perfect, it might be that Derek just wants a day off. But his guys, his contract lawyers, his agent's going to say, no, he has uh, the doctor, our doctor, warned about shin splints. Well, the team doctor didn't say that. That's great, but our doctor did. And then it yeah. becomes this whole kind of back and forth, back and forth between them yep. of what is and what isn't. And then it becomes bad faith where the team's saying, well, Derek, you weren't really injured. And what if I got it wrong? What if Derek really was injured? Mm-hmm. Your hands start to crack because you peed on him too much. Exactly. Yep. Or you, you put that person at risk of actually getting hurt yeah. and making it even more serious. Um, the other thing, too, that... You know, this is one of the greatest things I ever got to hear from my dad, and it kind of goes with what Joey was saying in the chat. My dad always told me when I was growing up, when I first got into the big leagues, you got to treat it as if there's somebody in the stands that's never seen you play. Give them a reason to want to come back and watch you play again. And I always loved that because it was like, all right, I'm taking the mound. I'm giving everything I got, which I can literally say, if I've retired today, I could tell you, yes, I gave everything I had every single time I stood on that mound. I, I know that for a fact I did. But I, I, I think that was one of the coolest things. My dad was telling me that and tell, you know, encouraging me to keep pushing and everything. I, I don't think I missed anything. I don't think I had gotten hurt yet. But it was just one of those things. It's like you always got to go out there with the intentions of trying to give a fan a reason to love you and want to come back and see you again. I think it's a... It's a tough line between doing it for the fans and doing it because your job it's your job sometimes for some people. Because some people, the people have been open about this, just don't like fans. Yep. Uh, Zach Grinky is socially or not socially awkward. Uh, he doesn't like he doesn't like the God. What is it called? Oh yeah, the, no, he has um he has like social anxiety maybe. Yeah, maybe that's right. Yeah. Like he can't be around a large. He's been very group. open about that too. And he, yeah, he he spoke about it and everything publicly. So, um, and that's also a thing too. It's all about a paycheck to some people. That's always been a thing. And as many as much as people try to deny it, there are in every sport there are people who I secured the bag. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm good. I, I got I will, to the big leagues. Shut it I, down. That's I will it. play. I will do a bare minimum of what I need to do to maintain my bag. 
Oh, I got my guarantee contract. I'm good. I'm, I'm getting paid. I secured it. I don't got to do anything else. That and, is a absolute fact. And there are a lot of people like that. And there are a lot of people not like that. And so it's, and then there's the people, and this is true about any job too, as CP3 just put in there. There are the people who, you know, Dyer might start his dream job. Loves his dream job. Paid a bunch of money for his dream job. Makes it even happier. Dyer, are you guaranteed to still be happy at your dream job 10 years later? Nope. Money's still good, though. Anything can become a grind. Yeah. You might just get worn out. You're still good at it. You'll get paid the money for it. You still get paid more than most people do for doing a job. But at the end of the day, it became less of fun and more of a job. What they say about baseball is if you aren't having fun anymore and you're tired of it or you don't like it, it's time to retire. And I can honestly say, I don't feel that way about baseball. I really hope I don't have to retire, but it's not my choice. It is my choice, actually. Well, it, it, is, it is your choice. But, I mean, how you feel about it is not your choice. That's just how you feel about it. Um, okay. So... One final thing I want to talk about on this podcast before we wrap it up um, is something a little bit different, something we haven't done in a little in a little bit. We used to do this a lot, not a lot, but a bunch of other podcasts. And I think I kind of want to start getting back into this, these types of topics a little bit more. It's more like the life, the life stuff. And specifically what I kind of want to talk about today, and I didn't tell you guys we were doing this just because it makes it more interesting, makes it more raw, um, is what's going on at least for me, in the real world right now. And I'm not going to talk what's going on in the real world. We're not going to talk about the political or the political side of shit or, you know, what left or right or whatever. It has nothing to do with that. So make that clear right off the gate. But what's going on in the world right now has shown me that the world has forgotten how to be human. Especially in the past, like, really four years or so. Really, a little longer than that, but the world has kind of forgotten how to be a human. Derek Shirt is basically saying to the world, don't be a dick. And I think that that's something that we need to talk about a little bit is how do you be human in a world where no one wants to be a human? Everyone wants to be, I'm right, you're wrong. Or you you're an idiot or you, you have no right. Like it becomes this, this, this vitriol kind of effect. Right. And I want to use one example. And I think, I think the, the political side of it is, is important, but we're not gonna talk about the political side of it is recently in our group chat, we had a decently heated political debate, but the good part about our group chat is that Eric and I disagreed about something. And at the end of the day, I had no ill will towards Derek and Derek had no ill will towards me. There was no like, there was no venom in that debate at, you know, the next day. There was nothing. There was no like, well, fuck you, dude, or whatever. And it's just, we moved, you know, we had, we had a discussion. That's it. But it's, it's, I've noticed that people have forgotten how to be human, how to, how to remember that person you're having the argument with has thoughts feelings loves cares regardless if you agree with them or don't agree with them 
the the person who you disagree with politically, religiously, whatever it is, has a family, people they like, people they love, friends, things they care about, hobbies, needs, wants, ever everything. And I think that that's something that we need to talk about. So I'm curious for you guys to get your, your guys' take on it. And of course, I have a take on it too. But how do we become, how do we remember to be human in a world where the foremost response is, okay, fuck you, dude, blocked? In your own personal opinions, and I'm not. Yeah, uh, well, here's how I would see this whole entire thing to begin with. You're not allowed to have an opinion anymore. True. And that's where it becomes the issue. You can't talk to somebody that doesn't like whatever it is that you like. You know, for instance, everybody knows I like Trump. I support Trump. Uh, But people will use that against me as if I can't have my own choice of what I like. Or, you know, I'll use you guys, for example. Terps likes the Mets. Dyer likes the in- uh, fuck it. Dyer likes the Indian. Nah, I'm gonna use it. So I know. I'm just... I just I I hate that. That's yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys like them, and it's like I have to hate you guys because I'm a professional athlete and I play for a team, and I can't be friends with you. Like it's shit like that. Like you're not allowed to voice your own opinions or your own thoughts without having a, like some kind of repercussion for it. Like cancel culture because you believe in one thing that's another thing that sucks um you know we uh i'm trying to there's just so many things like jokes you can't even joke anymore because everything's offensive everything has become something that it's not we don't live anymore it's more about what can i be offended by what can i be upset about how can i just ruin somebody else's day because my day is not going good how can I bring somebody else down rather than just having <clears throat> a simple conversation with somebody? Yeah. So what me and Terps didn't agree on a lot of stuff that we were talking about in our, our group text. I'm not going to walk away and go, I'm never talking to this guy again. Yeah, I don't want to ever <laughs> see him any of that stuff. I don't give a shit because I know he has a choice. He has an opinion. He can do all that. And I'm going to respect it. Whether I don't like it or not, I'm still going to respect it because he's a friend. He's family. Like, I'm not going to just sit there and throw that out and like, oh, can't talk to him. People need to learn how to have the simple conversations. Yeah, you might not get a lot of things done with it. You might have a lot of disagreeing, but you're still having the conversation and you're hearing two sides of something. You're hearing somebody else's opinions, somebody else's thoughts, somebody else's information that's being provided. Whether you'd like it or not, you sit, you listen, just like they do for you. Then you get your chance, you talk, and then that's it. Then you go about your business. There should never be hate after that because of something that you don't agree with or don't want to be a part of. That's fine. Like, I, I mean, uh, I'm going to stay out of that, but because I was, oh, I was really going to throw some stuff out there. Like, here's the one. This is one. I will say this, and I don't care. It, it may piss off some people. I don't give a fuck what your pronoun is. My opinion is you're male or you're female. I do not give a fuck what else. And I get it. It's going to ruffle some feathers and whatever else. I don't care because at the end of the day, you're forcing this on me. You're forcing me to call you something. That means if that's how that works, then you have to call me the most beautiful man in the world with the biggest fucking dick. And you have to like it. 
That's oh, so just now, we're just, now we're just lying. Yeah. No, that's what we're, I'm, I'm but, okay with it. Give me a woo for that one. It's not woo. It wasn't woo. I can argue that. But 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 at the same time, if 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 you meet someone, Derek, and they, you know, the way the way that you are as a human, you're also not the kind of person who's just going to throw them off a cliff because that's their belief system. Yeah, I don't. It's care. all about how it's all about how it's approached, and I think, and I think what people have to realize is there's a difference between I don't care and hate. Yeah, there's a very big difference between I don't care about the Texas Rangers and I hate the Texas Rangers. As a Mets fan, until I met friends on the team and became friends with Derek, I did not care about the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I, I didn't. Fine. I I did not care that. Derek pitched in a World Series. I did not care that you know Nelson Cruz, you know, missed a ball that he was trying to get. I I did not care. Now you could ask an Astros fan, and that might become a different story. And that's just how the world is. Yeah, I like, care. That they use the trash can, right? But but I'm not gonna hate anybody. And I think that's where I think that's where it comes in is when. People in the when Derek says, I don't care, he's not saying I hate you because you want to identify as this. He's just saying, I, I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't also, affect me. The thing, too, that's bad is you can't force things on people. When you force it, that's where it becomes the issue. That's where people hate and get pissed and they don't want to talk to you or associate with you because you're forcing things on them. That's why, and I get it. I, I know probably got to stay clear of that or whatever, but... <clears throat> the whole pronoun stuff. I'm sorry. You can't force that on people. That's one of the biggest ones for me. I get it. it it's a very sensitive subject, whatever. But <clears throat> when you force stuff on people, you're not giving them a choice. You're not giving them an opinion. You're not letting them have their own thoughts or saying on it. We have to do it your way. And that's it. That's not how this works. That's why you need to be able to communicate with people and have a simple conversation. And hey, you never know. If you actually sat down with me and told me and talked to me about all this stuff, then, okay, cool. Maybe I will call you a they, them, whatever you want bullshit. But if you're just forcing it on me, yeah, you can kiss my ass. It's not going to happen. I think, the big, doing it. I think the world forgets to ask one simple question. Forgiveness? No. Well, yes, but no. I think Why? The world, oh, exactly. Why? Because we can't. Well, no, we can. But I think there's a difference. A lot of people choose not to ask why because they don't want to know. A lot of people get comfortable not knowing. Or, or is it that not we caring. don't like or is it that we don't like hearing actual facts? It's both. It's both. It, it's straight up both. Because we have changed a lot of descriptions or however you want to definitions of a lot of different things correct and i think that for example because i want to say this men can get pregnant <laughs> no we can't well statistically you can't in very rare cases you can but technically you're hermaphrodite then and that's a different thing that's like one in a like male a million not get um, pregnant I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I know, being a dick. I know. I, you're being a very big Richard right now. <laughs> no, but I, th I think that, I think the, the question that Dyer just said, the why is what Derek just said. And, you know, a, a lot of people don't ask 
why do you feel like you should be called this? Or why do you believe this? Or why do you choose to do this? And the second step in asking why is listening to the response. Now, the flip side is, is if I ask Derek something and I say like, and Derek says something back and I say, why? The onus now is also on Derek to answer that why question. Give your explanation. And give it in a way that's not just like putting somebody down. This is why I believe this. This is why I think this. Blah, 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 blah. Because this, 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 my personal experience, blah, yada, 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 yada. Very few people do that now. Very few people will sit down and listen or ask why. I think, like, in our conversation that we had, there were why questions. There were questions asked. Why this? Why don't you think that? Instead of just saying, you're wrong. You're an idiot. You're stupid. Whatever. And I'll, yeah. let, I'll let Dyer expound cause a little bit, too. because we. Well, I want to add this real quick before Dyer jumps in, because this is, to me, this is very important anyway, is the other thing is a lot of people don't get that chance to say anything because of being one afraid of hurting the other person or whatever, which I get. But at the end of the day, if you don't and you continue to bottle it up, we're going to create more of a mental issue. And that's when it becomes scary. And that's when we get to the points of things we've talked about in previous episodes with uh, Stephen Johns and other people, you know, with uh, my buddy, me and Dyer's buddy, Corey, you get into that issue of now they don't have somebody they can go to to talk to and comfort. And it becomes a very, very scary and very deadly thing. I mean, me and Dyer actually talked after the Corey episode together and was like, obviously it was an emotional episode to begin with for us. But on top of it, there was a lot that we didn't actually even know until that episode. Like there was stuff that was hidden from us. And it's like, well, the way we talk to each other, nothing gets by us. There's not, not anything is missing. Like it's, it's out in the open every single time. We're very open with each other. And this was one where, sorry, I should have added Jape too, our other buddy. All three of us were blindsided on it. Never saw any of this. So that's the scary part. I get what, what you're talking about with everything, Terps, but I want to add that in there is if we don't even have the simple conversations with other people, our friends, family, whoever, whether it's an agreement or a disagreement, if you don't have it, then you have nowhere to go. And when you don't have anywhere to go, it becomes very scary and very lonely. And the last thing people need to be is alone. Now, Dyer, you may take the floor. I think that as a society, we're very, we're in a very dangerous place because of a lot of the things that we've talked about, you know, in the last few minutes. Um, and I'll take it a step further because now we're at this point where, mm. where it's becoming so tribal that you can't be around people that have different ideals or come from different backgrounds or, or whatever it may be. I think it's important to have people around you that have different views on things because it makes it, it, it gives you that human aspect. It makes cognizant of the fact that you don't know everything you're not right about everything your ideals aren't always 
are how everybody is. It becomes that echo chamber when you're only around like-minded people. It's good to be around like-minded people. It's natural to want to be around like-minded people. But also it's important from a social aspect to hear those opposing viewpoints because you, you can't grow personally without that. Sometimes you, you, what you believe and what you feel needs to be challenged. That's a healthy thing. And even if you walk away from it unchanged, at least walk away from it with an understanding of where the other person's coming from, of where, of why they feel the way they do, of why they are the way they are. Because we are products of our environment. I was brought up a certain way, in a certain place, in a certain community, and that's part of who I am. It's, it, it molded, it, it partially molded the views, some of the views that I have, but I'm not the same person I was five, one year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. I grew personally because I was, because my views were challenged and it gave me the ability to be introspective and think, huh, I never thought of it that way. I never saw it from that perspective and I never would have if I wouldn't have had a conversation with this person, if I wouldn't have been friends with that person. So that's why it's important as a society to be around, to ask that why question that Terps you talked about. Because if somebody walks up to me and says, you know, I want to, you know, you refer to me as they, them, to, to bring it full circle to what Derek was talking about. If I was just to say, that's weird. I don't agree with that. I'm not going to do it. That's, that's closed-minded. If I say, that's interesting. Why? Why do, you, why do you feel like I should call you that? And they give me their story. Well, maybe it makes more sense. You know? So, why is the best question you can ever ask. And a lot of times people get offended when you ask why. Mm -hmm. That's another, that, that's that. a problem. That's the other side of the coin. That's a problem. You can't, you shouldn't, I can't say you can't. You shouldn't be offended when somebody asks why. They're giving you an opportunity to tell your story. That should be a good thing. Because and, if you feel yeah. like you're marginalized, you should. Or you, or you were marginalized. Or you are marginalized, of course. Then isn't it a good thing to, to explain to people how that happened and why that happened and, and, and shed light on these things that, that some people never been exposed to before? Not personally, you see it in the news, but it's this foreign, uh, it's this foreign ideal for a lot of folks because they, some people don't know somebody like, you know, that's, that's trans. Some people don't know somebody that, uh, whatever from a different background and so why is an important question and the answer needs to be digested listened to and considered for not just the good of the two people involved but for the you know the whole of everyone and i think you touched on something really important there is that my upbringing is not the same as yours not the same as derek's not the same as 
real CP3s, not the same as Deathmatches, Bunzilla, whoever, like everyone in the chat, like none of us were raised exactly the same. None of us were raised in the same household. None of us were raised in the same town. Even if we were raised in the same town, it's still might have not been the same upbringing. So I have experiences that Derek has never had. And Derek has experiences that I've never had. And Dyer has experience that Dyer has never had, that I've never had. I was going to say, and, how does Dyer experience things Dyer's never experienced? Well, it depends <laughs> on the state of mind Dyer was in at that point in time. Right? Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> does he remember it? <laughs> but but that but the point still stands is Derek might feel a certain way about a certain thing because it affected him in a certain way that I just have literally never experienced. Dyer might feel the opposite way about the same thing that Derek felt because something happened to Dyer in a similar situation and the outcome is very different. And that's why Dyer feels the opposite of what Derek thinking. But they're never going to know that if they never ask each other why or explain. They just they just know that, well, wow, that dire dude, he, his mind has to be fucked up. There's no way any person in their right mind can think that. And Dyer's saying the same thing. Dude, that, that Derek dude, his mind's fucked up. No way he could possibly think that. Because, well, there was never any kind of and you know what? Maybe they have the conversation and Dyer goes, man, Derek really is fucked up in the head. Or Derek goes, man, Dyer really is fucked up in the head. Or, wow, Terps is just really an idiot is what the conclusion they both come to. But that, for me, is really missing in this society with everything. Literally, ev- not just politics, ev- everything. It's, there's no communication, there's no talking, and then people are so quick to snap on people. everything and it comes back to again how how do we remember that the person we're talking with is a human being and not just some dude or a random entity well that's the thing that's a good point too because another thing that people in a lot of cases i think don't i would say don't get or understand but people have an unrealistic expectation that everybody should like everyone i'm not saying you should hate people but you're not going to like everybody that you come across that doesn't make them inhuman that doesn't mean you shouldn't be civil and respectful i know there are people that don't like me i would hope that they can still Show me respect and civility. And that's what we should do. You don't have to. You're not going to like everybody you meet. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, you're you're not going to like everybody. You're allowed to hate people. And it's not just about like social issues either. Like, there are some people that I'm like, man, they're annoying. They're loud. I'm loud. They're too quiet. They don't say enough. They don't. They don't say what's on their mind. They expect me just to to think, you know, to to know what they mean all the time without saying it. I don't want to be around people like that. It's okay. I don't hate that person. You know, I don't want bad things to happen to them. I don't want to do bad things to them. I will respect them, say hello on the street, smile, whatever. I'm not going to go hang out with them. 
but that's okay. I don't, you shouldn't want to hang out with everybody you meet. Mm-hmm. But, but be then respectful. again, also, but then again, also, you never know. You may hate somebody, and then the more you're around them, you're like, damn, they're actually a good dude. Or I was wrong, lady, whatever. Right. Well, I hey, was wrong about them. You know what? Maybe they don't, they don't, they don't say what they mean because, you know, they were in a bad relationship and somebody belittled them every time that they did open their mouth. So now they're afraid to talk. Like when you talk to people and understand where they're coming from, why they are the way they are, it gives a little bit more, it makes sense. Like you don't, you don't just have that judgment based on your experience because you know now the background of why that is. Yep. I think the big thing a lot of people can start doing is just asking their friends more why questions. Because even we all have in our friend groups have disagreements or don't agree with something or think something our friend does is weird. We all have that. And it sounds really stupid and like we're not in fourth grade terp, but it's a human element. And the most successful people when it comes to human interactions are the listeners. It's the people who are able to listen and able to pick up and able to sit there and digest what's being told to them. And I think one of the biggest flaws that most people have now is they don't know how to listen. So they don't want to ask the why question because they don't want to sit there and have their time wasted listening to something they don't believe in. Well, that just tells me you don't know how to listen. Or you don't want to listen. Huh? Because you might still disagree with it at the end of the day, but now you're educated. On literally everything. But it was just reminded me of that. I was seeing things recently and just seeing, you know, where the world's going to is just... One thing we try to do on this podcast is give people ridiculous takes on stupid things and good takes on ridiculous things. And at the end of the day, we just want everyone here to start being a little more human. Remember that we are human and to not be a Richard, unless your name's Richard. Then uh-huh. don't be a dick. Then don't be a dick. But if you go by a dick, then don't sorry. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it could be worse. You could simple, be. It, it's just the simple things. All it takes is a simple conversation, just like checking in on people. Making sure they're good. All you gotta do is do. talk. Uh, yeah, that that's a big one. Um, I have really. Uh, we all have really close friends. We all have close friends. We don't check in, mm-hmm. and some of that is their personality. Some people just don't. That's not who they are. Other people are too busy. Other people just forget. But it's really healthy for friendships to be able to say every once in a while, "Hi, haven't spoken to you in a minute. How you doing?" Eric, how's the, how's the, how's the new dog? Haven't spoken to you in a minute. Are you about to say the farm? No, I wasn't actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say your glasses, but I figured that was stupid. So I went with the new puppy actually, because I've been staring at your gamer glasses for the last, like. <laughs> they're, they're good glasses. They are. But yeah, Derek's right. Check in, check in with your friends. It's it's okay to have a conversation with people. Even the hard conversations. 
yeah, like don't be a Richard. Uh. Or the hard conversation Derek's gonna have with Dyer next time Michigan beats Ohio State, or vice versa. <laughs> but yeah, I want to talk about that. I, we want. I want to do more of this. I want to talk more about stuff like this. Um, there was someone I want to bring on, uh, a good buddy of mine who struggled for a very long time with positivity and staying positive and how they became more positive and the steps that they took to become more positive and the realization that there's a difference between positivity and being overly optimistic or being gullible. There's a difference between that that a lot of people don't realize. And you know, and he'll be a really good person to talk to. And of course, we've had people. If you haven't listened to the Stephen Johns episode, go back and listen to that. Um, if you have listened to the episode about Corey and his and his path and his trials, go listen to that. And just shows you how much you miss when you don't ask why, you don't check in, you don't say hi. And it also shows you how much you miss when you do those things too. Sometimes, but that's all part of it. Um, so before we close this, Derek Dyer, any last closing words on this? No, I think we covered quite a bit on that. I feel good about it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's it. I think, generally speaking, um, we're all different, but we're all people, man. So, we all, we're all in this shit together. Better when the aliens come, to... we're all in it together. That's right. They're coming. Uh, we will be back next week unless we all get sick again. Um, hope that doesn't happen again. Keep pay attention. We'll put it in our discord if things happen, um, in terms of Derek being employed, uh, and changes that might be coming, might not be coming. So keep an eye on the discord. Of course, we'll be tweeting about it too. If things like that happen, we'll try to let you guys, um, know what's going on with that in case shows change, things like that. Uh, hopefully Derek is employed, so we have to make that announcement. That's the that's the goal here. That's the hope. Um, there will probably be a week off when I'm at the World Baseball Classic, although I might try to do one anyway, because I'll have some gear with me, and I might be able to get someone on. Depends. Um, but other than that, I think that's going to do it for us. Of this episode of Off the Fair Pole, Season 3, Episode 5, for all of us here, for myself, for Derek, for Dyer, for our good editor, Nope, thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we hope to see you all next time. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher, be sure to give us a like, a comment, or a rating. It helps us out a bunch. Derek, are you getting off? Are you gaming? Or are you... I'm out. I'm on the radio tomorrow, so I am out. Perfect. So, we'll be back. We'll talk some more baseball in the next few weeks. And do a cool little draft idea Derek had. We'll get that going as well. So until next time, thanks for hanging. Thanks for chilling. See ya.